0: time for the rutherford report on 101 espn anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey here we go with alex ferrari on tanner Hendricks, and i'm brandon Kylie. before we talk to our guy jeremy rutherford a little bit of news pass along from you or to you from the cardinals rather they have announced that they are recalling Cody Whitley from the alternate site. Johan Oviedo has been optioned down to the alternate site. You're probably like Alex, who freaked out in the break that this was happening. I didn't freak out. I just got <laughs> agitated his cup, <laughs> Threw his cup. Threw he his paper. threw his chair out the window onto yeah. Olive Boulevard right next <laughs> to us. Uh, Johan Oviedo wasn't going to be available the next three days. And so now you've got Cody Whitley that's going to be able to come up Oviedo will be back very soon so this is just a logistics thing (laughs) what is that a threat no Oviedo's gonna be back Whitley's going to be available you needed somebody for you tonight so Cody get ready because you got 40 pitches you're gonna have to throw today Hopefully not, but that's where the Cardinals are. They've got Cody Whitley up, Johan Oviedo going down. That's where they are today. The Blues today are back on the ice this morning, and our guy Jeremy Rutherford has the inside scoop. He is the insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. He joins us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. JR, how you doing, my friend?
1: I was doing well, but uh, you told me I didn't get into that program at Kentucky. I'm kind of bummed out here.
0: Oh, so you were one of the 500,000 who uh, <laughs> got the acceptance letter?
1: had the celebration dinner last night and everything. This is uh, comes as a shock. So I I didn't see the story about the snafu.
2: That's all right. Jr. I I still don't believe I got an acceptance letter to college. So my entire college career might be a fraud. (laughs) It's up in the air right now. Still.
0: (laughs) All right, Jr. So let's talk about the blues. They decided to stand pat at the deadline yesterday. I know you have a great article up on the athletic right now, breaking down the 10, 10 reasons why Doug Armstrong made that decision. If you were to break it down in terms of like the number one, one reason why they didn't make a move what do you think it would be
1: yeah there, i mean it, it's tough there's got to be a 1a 1b i think it's um the the three game winning streak and people are going to say come on three games but I think within that three game winning streak, there are several tw- trends that have been building, uh, most notably the scoring's up. Look, this is a team that scored the, what, eight goals in the seven game losing streak. And, you know, you're not going to put a nine spot up, but, uh, you know, it seems like some guys are putting things together offensively. And then the goaltending's been better ever since Jordan Bennington came out and said, uh, yeah, we're coming. It looks like he's played with, with more confidence. And then I think the other thing that Doug Armstrong touched on yesterday, guys, is he said, remember the last conference call we had with the reporters and everybody was asking about, you know, uh, when you get guys healthy, you'll probably have a little transition period, and then everybody will be kind of playing their way into game shape and and the team could come together. And he said, maybe that's what's happening right here. So I think for a number of reasons, uh, Doug Armstrong decided to stand Pat. And let's face it, he couldn't do too much with only about 2 million in cap space. So it all came together where the blues didn't make any headlines yesterday.
2: Jared, the part that that got me after looking at all of the moves is sitting there going, I don't think any of those moves that Doug could have made that players move yesterday would have made this team any better than what they are now. I mean, sure, David Savard would have been a great player to acquire, and Nick Felino would have been an awesome player to acquire, but I just don't think it was worth giving up a first-round pick, which the Blues have not had a lot of those lately, and you need to replenish your farm system. It's not worth giving up those guys for a couple of months and then losing them.
1: Yep, definitely. A couple of players that would have helped, uh, Savard being... One of them, you know, you got a Colton Pareko who we just talked to on the Zoom call. He said he's feeling better and starting to get more engaged. So you're not going to replace a Colton Pareko. And then uh, you look at some of these other guys that were added. Yeah, there were some draft picks that were exchanged. And and you're right, the Blues just don't have a lot of assets, probably don't want to deal them. Uh, Taylor Hall didn't go for much. I know that uh, the Blues probably had some interest, but that didn't seem to be going anywhere. He wanted to go to Boston. He wasn't going anywhere except for Boston. So when you get down to it, you know, you don't know how you feel about this team. Again, it's only three games. So I think Doug Armstrong said, Hey, let's go with what we got, keep them together. We're not going to spend the assets to make them any better uh, because we don't want to lose those. Plus we just don't have the cap space. So I think his hands were a little bit tied with the situation. uh, But I think with where the team stands in the standings and the chance to make the playoffs, I think it fits the situation.
0: So Jr. one of the things that we talked about a little bit earlier today is now that you have decided this is going to be your roster moving forward, now it's about trying to get the most out of them. And the guy that is at the top of that list is Mike Hoffman. How do you think the Blues get the most out of him? We talked about the power play usage. Is, is that at the top of the list, or is there something else that you think stands out?
1: I think it's going to be like we've seen. I really do. At practice today, you know, Hoffman, same spot, third line, second power play unit, you know, I I think obviously we saw what he can do the other night with the two goals, but like even after the game, you heard Craig Bruby, Uh, He said that, you know, when Mike competes and he plays hard, he can be a good player and and we're going to need his scoring touch. I think it'll be pretty interesting to see how he plays the next couple of weeks. Uh, And then Robert Thomas will come back from his uh, shoulder injury and, and we'll see, uh, we'll see what the lineup looks like and who Craig Bruby uses. I mean, are we going to see a situation where, you know, Mike Hoffman's a healthy scratch again, you know, the trade deadline passes, there's, you know, he's not going anywhere. So uh, will they play him? It's going to be up to Mike. He's got a score like he did the other night and they got to have faith and belief in him that that he's going to play the system
2: jerry you got what is it 16 17 games the rest of the season for the blues and of course the postseason we all know the expansion draft is coming up in this offseason and i think that's part of the reason why doug really didn't make a move either so they don't put themselves in more of a predicament that they're in now how much more clarification do you think doug is going to need between now and the end of the season to decide what's going to happen with that expansion draft
1: I think he probably has a pretty good grasp of it now. I know he's he's kinda talked about it in the past and it, it played into the deadline yesterday. It really did, not just with the blues, but around the league. You know, I'll just use an example. Hey, if you're thinking about trading a Zach Sanford or a Sammy Blay Uh, know that uh, if you're just getting draft picks back in return, obviously you diminish the the team this year, but then also you go into the expansion draft and now you could lose, you know, the guy you didn't trade in that expansion draft. And now you really lose some depth at that position. So I think that thinking uh, was involved with a lot of GMs around the league. Hey, what what if I give up something now, what else could I lose at the expansion draft? So um, now uh, the rosters are kind of set. I think Seattle's going to get a good view of, of what uh, the pickings are going to be like, and now the Blues are going to have several weeks to watch these players and kind of further cement Alex what they think about these guys heading into when they need to put together that protected
0: list. Jeremy Rutherford joining us for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. JR, I, I've been kind of riding the fence over the last week or so on on whether or not I believe in this team, because (laughs) yes, they have won three straight and they looked good in doing so, but there's also never been more of a kind of carrot at the end of making sure that they're playing well than there was right now with the trade deadline looming for them. I want to see what they look like tomorrow night and on Saturday against Arizona. Whenever there's not that anymore, there's not that kick in the butt of the trade deadline Are you buying in? Are are you believing in what we've seen over the last three games? Is, Is it really fixed? Or do you think that there is some concern of this kind of reverting back to what they had been over the last two, three weeks?
1: No, that's a good point. I definitely want to see more three games certainly doesn't make it. Um, and when I say this, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I do think sure. the bigger carrot is make, making the playoffs more than the trade deadline. I mean, I realized that the team had to be playing well in order for some of these guys to still be blues uh, past yesterday, you know, whether it be like a Tyler Bozak or, or uh, even, you know, mike hoffman so on and so forth uh, but i think now that they've passed the trade deadline this is a team that's right there on the cusp and it's not just the fact that the blues have won a couple games but look at arizona they've lost a few in a row now and uh, they're headed in the other direction this is a different situation than it was a week week and a half ago and we just talked to craig Bruby. they got a game against colorado uh, tomorrow and uh, they play the avalanche well i realize they just went and lost two in colorado uh, but if you, if you, if you pull out that eight, nothing game, and don't you like when media do that, pull out that eight, eight, nothing game earlier in the yeah, season. Other than that.
2: that. Yeah. Other than that. The one I love other. and the one I'm so enthusiastic <laughs> about. Thanks Jr.
1: Yeah. Other other than that one, they, they played them pretty tough. I mean, a couple power play goals for the abs uh, in that first game in Denver last week. And then, uh, then the turnover there at the end of the game, otherwise, otherwise it goes to overtime. So Craig Burby likes the matchup. He said that uh, the blues, get keyed up for these guys. Uh so yeah, you definitely need to see more. You can't, you know, look at what we've seen uh, the past 3 games and say yeah, the Blues have have turned it around. Uh, but I do think that this is an experienced, determined team that wants to play in the playoffs. They see that there's a pass there now after it didn't look like it. And that's what their, uh, their carrot is right now.
2: Jr. the one thing that I was really surprised that Doug Armstrong said, well, not surprised, but kind of taken back that he said yesterday on that press conference was talking about uh, wanting to find out more of the players that they have. He mentioned Vince Dunn. He mentioned Zach Sanford's name and, you know, no surprise that these are guys that are restricted free agents. Where do you think that he and the blues are on these guys? Because, you know, Sammy Blay's been in and out of the lineup. Samford and Dunn have been mainstays this season, but they've been kind of up in the air 50-50 years for these guys.
1: Yeah, I think that he's got a really good handle on all the players that you mentioned. You know, I don't know that there's too much more in the next few weeks that he could see that's going to you know, change his opinion this summer when maybe their name uh, pops up in terms of exploring their options. You know, Could Sanford really play consistent and, and play some good hockey and score a few goals and put himself in a good spot in terms of how the organization thinks about him? Yeah, I'm sure he could. But uh, to me, it seems like they're going to explore their options with Vince Dunn, and, and maybe there's a hockey trade out there where, where they can make it work. Um, so, you know, Doug Armstrong, GMs around the league, they, they always look at times like this where it, it means everything. How do players perform in these types of situations? Those are the guys that you want moving forward. So, yeah, a little bit of a chance to kind of enhance their reputation within the organization. But but I think uh, Doug Armstrong, even though he's not thinking about the off season yet, he's got a real good uh, handle on what these guys are capable of without uh, even seeing these last few weeks.
0: Jay, our final question, and this is the single most important thing that I will ask you maybe in our entire lives. Wow. All right, wow. Well. What's worse, the wave or the Ric Flair woo? Oh, my God, It's it's the woo. I heard
1: you guys talking about no, that later. No, JR. Not earlier. No,
0: it's got to go. It's yeah. got to go. It's
1: got to go. And, uh, you know, that started popping up a couple of years ago in the NHL. How and why, I have no
2: idea. But, man, I learned awful. my lesson. It's so I bad. I'm, I don't understand I why both in... of you hate Ric Flair. I just don't get it. <laughs>
1: I hope we're not on the air because I know that when I tweeted that I didn't like it, I got oh, a lot yeah. of backlash, so good thing we're just well, talking here on a call here.
2: Yeah, welcome to the company that BK's every day is in because he just <laughs> make, finds more and more ways to hate. He hates
0: Emo's pizza. He whoa, hates whoa, the woo. Whoa, I don't get it. We don't have to bring these things up. Just the woo. Just the woo. That's the only thing that we have to mention on the air, So I can go buy air, some Provel,
2: from Provel cheese and Emo's for yeah, you. You can right and now. you can
0: eat it. JR, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks for hopping <laughs> on with us today. Yep, anytime, anytime. C-D-R. You're the best. That's JR <laughs> joining us here on 101 ESPN. It's 1.15, your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Once again, I'm really glad we're not on the air. Yeah, 65780 is the Air Comfort Service Comfinance. text line. Better it or forget it coming up next.